You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. go to work out, I have a plan. I walk. I I can't really jog these days. I do some fake jogging, but I walk and I have a certain amount of miles I want to do every time I go out. I have a routine when I I pick up the weights and I know how many repetitions I'm going to do. And then I'm going to go on to the next thing and I know what I'm going to do. And I have this exercise routine and it pays off. If you do it regularly, you're more fit. Staying physically fit requires a disciplined routine of exercise. As Pastor Danny will point out in today's message, your spiritual health requires discipline just the same. It's not just going to happen naturally. Sure, when you first get saved, it may be hard to get your nose out of the Bible and your prayers are fervent and constant, but that generally wanes over time. If you want to remain in an intimate relationship with God, you're going to have to be purposeful about spending time seeking Him. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Jude, verse 20, with today's edition of The Living Word. Listen carefully. That's why I'm not at all, and I think Scripture backs my conviction up, I'm not at all for missionary dating. Oh, he'll come to church with you. He might even claim to be a Christian, but there's nothing about his life that says that. As a matter of fact, if he's going to take you to bed, there's something wrong. Getting awful quiet, isn't it? Oh, she'll come to church with you. But what about her life? Really says she knows the Lord. And maybe you know they don't know the Lord. But you're going to lead them to Christ and bring them to church. And then all of a sudden you find out instead of reaching them, they reached you. Here's what Paul writes in Galatians. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself or you also may be tempted. Now, since we're so susceptible, all of us, including myself, to being led astray, uh, to drifting away, uh, we need to do the other thing the text says. What is that? Verse 20. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Build yourselves up. Build yourselves up. Now, uh, I feel a little odd every time I mention this, and I, I'm, not, I'm, just giving, I'm just using this as an illustration, all right? Uh, I try to eat healthy, all right? I also exercise regularly. Every birthday, every single birthday, and I've had 57 of them now, exercising is less, less of an enjoyment for me. I, I enjoy it less. It takes incredible discipline. I mean, some days I go to do it, and that's everything within me saying, just go to Bush Gardens and squirt people or something, you know. Don't go do that. Just go have fun. But when I was younger, I actually enjoyed exercising. Now I do it as a discipline because I like health. I like to be fit as much as I can, as much as I can uh, control that. And listen, if I stopped eating healthy and I stopped exercising, guess what? It would affect me physically. I wouldn't be in the kind of shape I'm in if I stopped doing those things. Folks, it's the same spiritually. Now, let me note something before we go on. Verse 24 of Jude To him who is able to keep you from falling, present you before his glorious presence. 
Jude opened up, and here's what he said, uh, middle of verse 1, to those who have been called, who are loved by God the Father and kept by Jesus Christ. Let me read one more verse, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. The middle of the verse, I'm not ashamed because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard, or other translations say to keep, what I've entrusted to him on that day. Why do I read those verses? Because we need to understand there is something about our salvation and parts of our salvation that I have no responsibility over. Uh, First of all, saving myself. I can't save myself. God saved me. Can't change myself. God changed me. So there are things about our salvation uh, that God is completely responsible for, all right? And he's going to be faithful with that. Then there are other things about our salvation and our faith uh, that we are responsible for. These are the things that Jude is ending with here. Build yourselves up in your most holy faith. That's my responsibility. When I go to work out, I have a plan. I walk. I, I can't really jog these days. I do some fake jogging, but I walk. And I have a certain amount of miles I want to do every time I go out. I have a routine when I I pick up the weights and I know how many repetitions I'm going to do. And then I'm going to go on to the next thing and I know what I'm going to do. And, and And I have this exercise routine and it pays off if you do it regularly, you're more fit. Now, it's the same spiritually. If we don't exercise spiritually, you're never going to get spiritually fit, and you're never going to stay spiritually fit. It's the same thing. And here's the thing about spiritual exercise and spiritual training. Physical training is of some value. Some people misquote this verse and say physical training is of no value. That's not what the Bible says. It's of some value. But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Much more important in my life to exercise spiritually than it is physically. Much more important. Now, this next part of spiritual exercise, most of us are going to know. If you've been around church for very long at all where they teach the Bible, you're going to go, I know this one. But here's the deal. You may know it, but are you doing something about it? That's the real question. You know, I can sit around, I can study about exercise, and I can study, and I can tell you everything about, you know, how far you need to walk or how much exercise you need to do or how many repetitions this, whatever. And if you do that, I can talk about that all I want. If I don't do it, it makes no difference. To know it doesn't make a difference. To do it, that's what makes a difference. And here's one essential for spiritual exercise. Essential, the Word of God. Now, this is not rocket science. And again, most of us go, oh, yeah, oh, okay, keep going. I know that. Yeah, but are we doing something about it? Jesus said every day has enough evil of its own. Every day. In the prayer, we call it the Lord's Prayer, but it's the Lord's pattern of prayer. He laid it down for us. Give us this day, this day, our daily bread. Look, I need, I need the word every single day of my life. Every day. And that's my goal in life. Do I read the word every single day? Have I read the word every single day since I became a Christian? No. But that's my goal. Do I walk as many miles every week that I want to do in my physical exercise routine? No. But that's my goal. That's my goal. Listen. Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. If I really believe that, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting the word, the word, the word, the word. 
Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I'm going to build myself up in my most holy faith, got to have the word. Sanctify them, Jesus said, by the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify it, set apart and so that you can grow. Set apart unto the Lord to be built up unto him. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. That's daily Daily steps and long-term direction. Know where I'm headed. Psalm 119, verse 11, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Before I was married, I uh, had a couple of roommates and uh, a couple of other friends. We used to meet, I think it, the max was, there were six of us at one point. And every, I think it was every Monday night. Anyway, every one, one night a week, we'd meet together and we'd memorize scripture. We'd memorize whole chapters in the Psalms and whole chapters of the Bible, like five verses at a time. And you had all week to learn like five verses. And I'd take a three by five card around with me and I'd have the five verses uh, written there. Sometimes I have the whole thing, you know, written out and throughout the day, throughout the day, take a break and look at it, look at it and read it, read it, and then try to say and read it. And you just keep doing that over and over again. Let me tell you something. It's a whole lot easier to memorize scripture when you're young. It's a whole lot easier if you're young. I don't know if I'm young. Well, if you're younger than me, you're, you're doing good. But it's a whole lot easier to memorize Scripture when you're young. I encourage you. Get those three-by-five cards. Find a couple of Christian friends and say, hey, let's meet together and let's memorize Scripture together. Because then, like I say, the more sword you got in your sheath, the more weapon you got in your hand. And as I'm going through the day, these Scriptures that I've read and that I've memorized, they, the Holy Spirit brings them to my mind when I need them. Tremendous. Tremendous. I got things lodged in here that, you know, that I memorized in the King James version. And even though I read them in the NIV, when I think about them, it's King James, but that's okay. Paul said, now I commit to you to, I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Let me read you this one. Second Timothy three, 16 and 17, all scripture is God breathed. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training, training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Listen, before I finish the message, if you'll make a decision right now. If you'll make a decision and follow through on it, it'll revolutionize your Christian life. It will revolutionize your Christian life. If you'll make a decision that I'm going to decide what time and start tomorrow, start today. But I encourage you to make a regular habit of starting in the morning with the Word. I need the Word before I go into the day. The book of Jude reminds its readers of a common problem of the early church, false teachers. These are people who would come into the church and spread lies or try to add to the gospel message. They didn't follow the simple truth of giving your life to Jesus. They tried to make Christianity their own kind of religion. Does this sound familiar? Sadly, false teachers are still a problem in today's world. People pick and choose which parts of the Bible they like and disregard the rest, creating their own version of following God. Jude's encouragement rings true for all believers now. Fight for the truth. As you follow Jesus, don't be afraid to stand for what's right and turn away from what's wrong. 
Learn what the Bible says, all of the Bible, and don't let anyone try to steer you away from it. We hope today's message on the Living Word has been encouraging to you. We'd like to let you know that we're praying for you as you stand for truth. Is there a specific request we could be lifting up to the Lord? If so, please send us an email at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Pastor Danny, you can do so at our website, ccfstpete.church. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning in to The Living Word.